0: michigan gt is coming at you greetings gamers welcome to episode 10 of the michigan gt podcast rick hey how's
1: it going happy new year happy new year it's 2022 we made it (laughs) barely (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. Barely, you know.
0: (laughs) Since uh, this is our back in back live in person after our our remote recording we had to do last episode because we've had a little bit of things happen. (laughs) Right, health issues. Uh, You know, as we discussed last episode, Uh, I broke my foot. My household had COVID.
1: Still recovering from all that.
0: Well, the COVID part we're recovered from. Well, yeah. Foot I'm still working on. But Hey, making, but you got a shoe on instead of I do, a boot. I do. So.
1: You know, I saw the doctor today. He was <laughs>
0: he was happy with my progress. Good, good. Said things are healing how they should be. And
1: that's the way it should go. Hopefully probably, that's what next week gives me.
0: Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're hobbled here, come up in a hurry too. Uh, yep. Going
1: under the knife. Going under the knife. So this'll come out on Sunday. So I'll be two days. After the being cut up. Okay. Uh, ACL reconstructive surgery.
0: So, are they building it out of something else or taking something they're from taking, somewhere else in your body? Yeah, they're moving taking it, to the ACL? it and
1: moving it and doing right. that so crap.
0: Taking a ligament <laughs> out of your butt and putting it in your knee kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, I think that's okay. why they're doing all it. Right. Yeah, then all the good ligaments are in the butt. Of course they are. Well, good luck.
1: Thank you. <laughs>
0: Hope you heal, heal quickly. I've been. Very lucky throughout my life to not have my knees go under the knife yet.
1: So this is my eighth knee surgery. Only eight? Only eight. Okay. Now, this is the first time that it's it's more than a scope.
0: So you've just had things cleaned up. Yeah, I've had. Seven other times.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I did have a pretty nasty accident, and I broke my femur twice. So, I mean, I've had some pretty serious knee surgeries. I guess. uh, But most of them were pretty scopic. Versus this, this is a little bit more of a major surgery on my knee, so we'll see. So this is
0: why you're gaming instead of playing hockey.
1: Oh, Or or something to that equivalent. Oh, yeah.
0: Or basketball or, you know, name the sport. Uh,
1: Yeah. Well, those two. Those are the only ones I played. (laughs) Yeah, so that's... uh, A
0: little easier on the joints, rolling rolling dice.
1: Yeah, it works. Yeah, I
0: I can (laughs) see that. I can see that. It's definitely uh, an old man's hobby, right? Uh, Yep. Well, excellent. Well, like I said, good luck in the surgery.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Hope you recover quickly. And luckily, you don't really need your knee to record podcasts.
1: Correct. So, so it might be it might be a virtual one on right. our next one because sure. I'm not sure if my knee will make those steps. Right. Well,
0: <laughs> maybe we take it on the road. That's true. We we'll, could potentially we'll, do that. We'll see. We'll see. How, we'll see how the schedules work out.
1: Yeah, mine's pretty open for the next <laughs> two weeks. <laughs> As it should be. Uh, yeah. Well, very um, cool. So, what do we
0: got going on tonight, Rick?
1: Well, uh, obviously, we're going to have some AdeptCon news for us, right? Um, some hobby time. Yes. Because I've got a lot going on that for that. Do you? I, yeah, actually, Hi. I have quite a I've lot. I've
0: actually <laughs> been busy as hell.
1: I know. I got to see some of yours, right? Um, I I did want to ask you a few questions about Age of Sigmar. Great. I wanted to jump in on that because we did the, all these. To's that we've talked to, and right? We've talked about your scenery, but we've never really like talked about the game. Talk to you about Age of Sigmar yeah, and how do you it. feel about it. I'd love to talk. About Definitely that. want to do that.
0: Yeah, we wanted to get a game in ahead of this, but
1: yeah, that was the plan. Things didn't
0: really work out with again everything, <laughs> diseases and <laughs> joints and yeah, bones joints, and everything yeah. else. And we will uh, tackle that in the not too distant future. Maybe when you're on the mend, we'll try to work
1: something. Hey, that'll out. work. Yeah. Uh, and then we did want to, uh, so unfortunately, we lost somebody in the gaming community.
0: We did. A very somber note. Uh, this yes. just, just happened today, as a matter of fact. Uh, one of our local gamers here in the Lansing area, Lauren Bertram, uh, passed away today. So that's a, a very sad moment for the, the Lansing gaming community. He was a, a very nice man, well-liked, and I don't know anyone who's really had anything bad to say about the guy. So
1: I hated his undead. Okay. <laughs> that that So but, that's how I met but him. But you
0: didn't hate him.
1: No, not at all. Um, that's how I met him, actually. He was he was up playing a 40K at uh, Evo. Right. And me and some buddies were playing Dead Zone. Okay. And he came over, and he started asking questions, and right. I he, talked to him about it. And he jumped right in, and he was like, well, can I proxy models? And I'm like, yep. And sure enough, his undead ate through me after all, I taught him how to play it. And he was now. like, yep.
0: Well, good. Yeah, Lauren, he was uh, a long-time gamer. I mean, I don't know how old he he was or, you know, when he passed away, but I'm going to guess close to 60.
1: You know, I would think w- within so. Within
0: a couple of years either yeah. way. I'm not 100% sure, but if I had to guess, I'd guess in that 60-ish range. Uh, I know he was a, a long-time historical gamer from yep. back in the day. And, you know, as the... Uh, games workshop community around here grew he jumped in and became part of the community had some really fun nurgle armies for (laughs) 40k uh pretty well known in this area for playing nurgle uh and like i said just a a really nice guy and uh, you know a pleasure to play a game with and he'll definitely be missed
1: oh yeah definitely so uh, rest in peace lauren so let's jump over and talk about some other news yeah. Adepticon you, wise.
0: Adepticon news.
1: Let's okay. change the direction altogether.
0: Right. Because uh, <laughs> that's what we do. A little happier. <laughs> right. A little happier. On a happier note, uh, I am signed up for Adepticon.
1: I am too, but I'm not doing anything. Well, <laughs>
2: but
0: you weren't planning on doing anything. Well, so you're doing what you planned.
1: Yes. yes. For the most part. I, I had thought about taking some. I had talked a little bit about maybe, maybe taking a course or something. Oh, that's on right. Painting. Like
0: a painting class or something. But
1: right. yeah, that changed quickly. <laughs> like, well, you know,
0: yeah, kind of good thing because I think most of those hobby classes. Did you are see
1: just, impending duffs yes. was sold out in the first hour? Yeah, Neil,
0: yeah, Neil said he that sold was ridiculous. Out in hour, right? You know, and I was like, going to reach out to him see if he wanted to jump on to promote his classes. You know, <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, all right, well, I guess he just not doesn't be need to do that. that. You know, well, good for him. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, that that's great that he's going to be able to go and and teach his classes and you know yep. earn his living, which is fantastic. That. You know, we have a community that's strong enough that people can earn a living
1: doing what they love.
0: Doing what they love and, and you know and and helping our hobby grow, yeah. which is very, very cool. Yep. Yeah. So I am signed up for the Age of Sigmar four man team tournament. Okay. On Thursday and Friday. And then I also signed up for the Age of Sigmar championship running Saturday and Sunday,
1: which with a little bit of caveat, right?
0: Yeah, well, yeah. Maybe. A caveat because <laughs> The other event I really wanted to do they have no I events for listed yet. Yeah, right. Uh, so Parabellum for whatever reason hasn't gotten the Conquest events up for Adepticon yet. And so Never heard them. Right, there's no Conquest events to sign up for and I was very interested in playing in I some I mean, Conquest. if you look
1: if you looked at just the Michigan numbers, just our local area. Yeah. Um well, local between Battle Creek and Detroit. Okay. The guys that are all going to Adepticon, if all of us had the opportunity to play either First Blood or Conquest, sure, at least one game at Adepticon—that's twenty, 20, 30 players that Adepticon that Parabellum completely lost out on because you signed up for other things, or like myself, it's possible. Am running right
0: know. now. There's a decent chance that when they, if and when they finally do put some events up there, sure, I might change my ticket. Well, and, yeah, and shift over to that, but. We'll see.
1: We'll see what happens.
0: Right. I I definitely would have signed up for that event had oh, yeah. that been available when I grabbed my ticket this morning. Uh, but <laughs> since it wasn't there, I didn't do it. So yeah. the other thing I signed up for, which I've been doing every year they've had it, is I also signed up for the Games Workshop. Uh, preview event on Wednesday night. Oh, okay. It's a free event. You just have to sure. get a ticket to get in. And yep. then it's always a, a pretty cool hobby seminar. Is it? Yeah, they just do a slideshow of upcoming things. You know, you get oh, a, right see a sneak preview of models and, and books and shit coming out. And hey, right on. It's always worth seeing. And, I don't know. <laughs> well, they, sure. They, they, they do a good job of building, building the suspense. So we you do know, that kind of thing.
1: We do essentially the same thing with our Mantic Night on, Sunday, on oh, Saturday night. Saturday night. Yeah. Great. Yeah, so, which is... Turns into a lot of drinking, but... All right, what? so what? <laughs> yeah, the, Ronnie has a tendency it is to... It's
0: called right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The whole thing kind of usually... But it's great me.
1: because the more drinks you give Ronnie, the more info he spills. Right.
0: <laughs> well, since he's the owner of the company, he doesn't have to worry about any NDAs, right? Yeah,
1: he's pretty good on that.
0: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, very cool. Uh, what time is that going on on Saturday?
1: Um, usually that happens... Usually it's like 9.30 is when it kicks off at night. okay. Well,
0: if I'm around, maybe I'll find out. Yeah, I'll up keep there. you. Right.
1: Keep my ear to the ground to see what all's going may be on. Maybe I'll dinner and other
0: things by then. You know how it goes. I, yeah. But, but you said Saturday night? Yeah, Saturday dinner? night. Yeah, the rest of my team aren't staying through Sunday. So wow. I, I might be alone. So <laughs> I have nothing better going on. So Perfect. Come out and hang out with you guys.
1: <laughs> yeah. And now um, I got plans. The, <laughs> hey, it works. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, I'll so, be running games. Friday and Saturday. So I'm only going up. So I'm going up Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll be leaving Sunday. Very uh, cool. Brian, the other guy from Dead's on the Podcast. Yeah. Uh, we go down at the same time.
0: And we'll go through and... Carpool and all that stuff. Yeah, carpool.
1: Yeah, I don't have so anyone easier. to carpool with this year. Oh, that Which sucks. is like a
0: first. <laughs> uh, well, not a first. I've done it before. Yeah. I don't like doing it. I'd much rather drive with somebody. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, but like I said, just because of family schedules and stuff like I, that. Timing. The other guys I'm rolling with have to come home because... One of my teammates is flying out on Sunday oh, uh, from okay. Detroit, so he's got to get home on Saturday yeah. so he can get home or you know, get on that flight. Someday. Sure, that makes sense. Right. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be going home by myself.
1: Well, who knows? Yeah,
0: that's, <laughs> it'll work out.
1: Yeah, it always does. Throw some
0: good podcasts on there. It'll be over before I know
1: it. Oh, yeah. All right. Do you think we should probably take a cell phone just in case we could record something while we're there?
0: Well, <laughs> I'm bringing a cell phone to what. Well,
1: yeah. Right. Yeah, I'll have mine because it'll be going off the whole time. I'm yeah. There.
0: Yeah, I don't know. That might not do. My Jeep's pretty loud. <laughs> <laughs> I have to crank podcasts up to 100% oh, do you? <laughs> just to hear them. Yeah. Just oh, cause wow. It's got the kind of bigger tires on there. And stuff, uh, yeah. And they're, they're pretty noisy.
1: It does kind of dwarf my Equinox. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but your Equinox is quieter, I'm sure.
1: Oh, much quieter. <laughs> right. So,
0: how many events are you running?
1: As of right now, I don't know. Okay, we were uh, asked to leave our schedules open,
0: so that means pretty much all day.
1: Uh yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, I know I'm running Dead Zone, Uh-huh. Um, and I, I don't know if I'm doing Overdrive or if I'm doing uh, Armada. And Armada is the uh, smaller scale ship Ships, right. ship battle, yeah. and Overdrive is a sports a sports game, kind of like Dreadball or Blood Bowl. Oh, um, but it's right. got a draft. Draft feature to it, like that's built into the game, right? Like it's it's essentially a board game. You can buy just the box and you're good, and you get six models, oh. and you and your player draft between those six monsters. Oh, really? To play in this sports game, yeah, it's and pretty like, fun and pretty fast.
0: Different guys have different value or skill sets, uh, or Values, or skills. Oh, okay. Yeah,
1: everybody has their own card with all their stats on them, right? And they're they're mainly based off of the Dread Ball stats, but we've got. I Think we've got six or seven events with uh, overdrive going on. Really? Throughout the weekend. Yeah. Okay.
0: You know, I'm I just don't go to the game store enough anymore. I'm so out of touch <laughs> with all these all these games out nowadays. I there's a lot of them. Yeah, there's a there's a ton. <laughs> but okay. Well I hope the event goes well. That sounds I, sounds like they funny. should.
1: Uh, we gotta do they the whole do...
0: Okay. So I gotta ask what? you this. So you've been to Adepticon before. Yes. All right. So I th- it feels like every other year I've been there for like the last four or five years. They've had an awesome ship battle table there. And it has these yeah. big ships, right? Uh they're probably like yeah. a
1: foot long eight yeah, inches l- long. Yeah, Blood Blunder.
0: Well, that's not what the event was called or the game was called. The last time I looked at it. Okay. It was called Fistful of Semen. <laughs> Greatest game I name think ever. I remember. Greatest that. game name ever. This yep. full of semen. Yep. Pirate, pirate game. Yes, pirate game. And this t- the table's huge. I mean, it's got to yeah. be like 24 foot long. It's like three full eight foot, t- three full eight foot tables by probably 12 foot wide. And they have a, a cutout in the middle so, so people can crawl in. Oh and, yeah, and yeah. Get up so they can yeah. they can reach all the way across the board and stuff like that. <laughs> and that game always looks so cool and so interesting. <laughs> but I've Never had the, a free enough schedule to participate in it. And I saw it on the list of events this year, and it might have been a different name now. It might not be Fistful of Steam anymore. Well, it could be. they could have changed it to Blood it, and Plunder.
1: Well, it, I don't know if that one's actually based on the Blood and Plunder rules. I have no
0: clue. <laughs> I have no clue. Maybe that was just the name of the event. It might not have been the name of the game, but
1: hilarious nonetheless. Oh, yeah.
0: And um, so, yeah, so I've never actually been able to play it and participate in it. Sure. But every time I see it, I go, Man, I that looks in cool. On that. that just looks cool.
1: <laughs> I think and that's that's funny cuz that's one of my favorite parts about Adeptcon is not actually playing in anything but going and seeing
0: what all's going on.
1: What all's going on right. um and just the whole the whole army on display and Everything that oh. you say there, the amount of time people put into this stuff and, just and, and oh, money, I, we won't even go and there. Those displays are
0: <laughs> nuts.
1: Uh, I think the one that stuck out the most for me was an orc one for 40k, it was a mountain, right? There was a race all the way around, sure, that was right next to a hangar for a Titan, yeah. That was all. It apart and like the amount of time it took right. to come up with that. That's a year long project, right? Oh, there. Yeah. yeah, right. Uh, but that's some of the stuff I love seeing in yeah. a depth. No, I,
0: I agree. Some people they just go all out. I mean, I in years past, yeah, you know, I've had teams where we put a lot of effort into our display board and stuff like that. This year isn't that year, sure. You know, with life getting in the way and that kind of thing, and not only that, but the late registration, yeah, and also with this being the first. Time ever of them doing the four-man team tournament for Age of Sigmar. Oh, because okay. the four-man t- event for 40k is basically from the original Adepticon. Oh, wow. or maybe right. not the very right. first one, but it's very but early. In that first, very yeah. early, they were doing the team event. Okay, uh, and that's kind of been their their flagship event throughout the years. All right, um, and it's to the point now where they're getting 125, 150 teams. Nice. Of four people.
1: That's that's insane numbers. That's insane
0: numbers. <laughs> so yeah, you're talking six hundred players in that event. Whew. Just crazy. Um and so that game, that that event, yeah. The game is 40k, the event is the team tournament, has really evolved over the years and it's really become just a a crazy demonstration of of modeling ability and painting ability. Yeah. And you know, you see people get dressed up in crazy costumes and <laughs> yep. all kinds. Of, I mean, it's, it's it's a spectacle. That's the I, yeah,
1: word. It's yeah, a spectacle. 100%.
0: You know, it's far more than just a game. It's a spectacle at this point. Yeah. So this is the first year that they've done an equivalent for Age of Sigmar. Okay. So prior to this, the team event has always been a one-day, two-person event.
1: Oh, okay. So okay.
0: now it's a two-day, four-person, this... five
1: games. So is those five games, is that a combination of all of your wins, losses, or is it played at
0: No, it's it it's literally team play. Oh, okay. So um what you'll have is you have a team of four. Yeah. And then each game, because it'll be five games. Yep. So day one is three games. Okay. So in game one, you play with one other person on your team, then game two you play with a different, and then the game three you play with the other one okay. that you haven't played with. Okay. So the first day you're playing with each one of your teammates in a different game. If, All right. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, it totally and makes then, sense. And uh, then day two, at least if they're going to go with the format that they've gone with for 40K, day two has always been captain's choice. Okay. So the team captain picks his pairings for both the games that day.
1: And who's your guys' team captain?
0: Oh, I'm the team captain. All right. The guy who, the guy who, <laughs> the guy who pays, pays for the ticket up front is All the right. captain. That's usually <laughs> well, how Well, you it never works. know. Oh, no, no, that's legit. Uh, yeah, so I'm my team's captain. All right, right so on. So now, you know, kind of with COVID, with, you know, the late announcement of the ticket, yeah. um, you know, some of the guys I would normally have gone with can't go for COVID reasons or already have family obligations because sure. we're only, you know, 10 weeks out.
1: Yeah, it's kind of nuts.
0: Usually we're four months out when tickets go on sale. And, you know, if someone can commit, they can commit because they don't have anything on the calendar yet.
1: Yep. Uh,
0: But, you know, a couple of the guys I was going to go with are like, oh, you know, sorry, we're out of town for this, out of town for that. Can't make it this year. And I'm like, okay,
1: so it goes. I was right on the edge of not being able to make it to Adepticon. Really? Because my daughter is sweet 16. (laughs) And there's no way my wife was going to let me go to Adepticon over that. So but conveniently, it's the following week. Oh,
0: luckily. All right. Well, happy birthday.
1: <laughs> Eventually. Eventually, yeah. Don't all right. rush that one. She's going to get her license? <laughs> um, She's got like 15 more hours. Oh, she's right there. Yeah. You can sign her off and let her go. Yeah, she'll get her license. Yeah, right.
0: Oh, very cool. Yeah. Well, that's a lot less driving and practices and stuff like that for you guys. <laughs> yeah, we're that's, done with all that Yeah, crap. it's it's almost like, uh, you know, congratulations, mom and dad. <laughs>
1: So 16, right?
0: Yeah, right. A lot less uh, errands to run for sure. Yeah, yeah. That was a that was a moment of revelation at our house. So yeah, the event should be very cool. But like I said, because this is the first year and the late announcement and you know just not having people who could commit, didn't have the time to really organize the armies. All jump four in, yeah. up, So it's going to be kind of like, well, what do you got painted? What do you want to bring? Okay, sure. you bring. So it's going to be a real mishmash. Not going to be a lot of a, a theme going on. In fact, practically no theme, to be <laughs> honest. Uh, the theme is bring what you own and bring what you have painted. And uh, we also won't really have a display board at all. Uh, we, so, fact, not even really. We won't. We're not going to have a display board.
1: So, you need to see if you can get those guys' Michigan G t shirts. There's your thing.
0: Oh, yeah, <laughs> there's well, your thing. God, I wonder if you I. You guys
1: have... wear Michigan G t shirts for it.
0: Yeah. Could do that. <laughs> I
1: mean, it's at least, something. At least
0: we'd all match to some, to some. I think you do get a couple of points for having matching shirts. Well, there you go. Right. <laughs> um. Yeah. So this isn't going to be the, the the year to win it, kind of. Uh, yeah, sure. This is going to be a year to feel it out and see what I think of the event, and then make big plans for uh, twenty twenty three. Nice. That's the goal. Right on. Where hopefully we can go uh,
1: mask free. <laughs> Yeah,
0: not looking forward to that aspect. But no,
1: but we got to do what we got to do because what do we I hate? Do what love do I this? hate more?
0: Not rolling <laughs> dice or wearing a mask. Uh, yeah, you got to pick the lesser of two evils for me, and that's wearing the mask.
1: Yep. So that's yep what, I'll that's be there and I'll wearing... have mine on. So yeah, yeah, sure. I get that. So it goes. All right. So what do we got next going on today?
0: Well, I think we'll take a quick break. All right, and then when we come back. Uh, we will talk some Age of Sigmar.
1: Awesome. Sounds fun. All
0: right. Hang on, guys. Yep, Coming back at you.
2: DGS Games makes Freeblades, an exciting fantasy skirmish game using beautiful 32-millimeter fantasy miniatures taking gamers on adventures in the world of Phalon. 15 factions, 24 scenarios, with new ones being added all the time. A campaign system and a cooperative version provide the Free Blades player with endless gameplay possibilities. Learn all about Free Blades and the world of Phalon on our website, DGSGames.com.
0: Welcome back, gamers.
1: All right. Yeah, here we are. It's time to uh, dissect the GT. Yeah, so this time, dissect the new GT, we're going to focus on you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I- Feel so special.
1: Are you all right? Yeah. Well, okay. So the big thing is, so you run Age of Sigmar, right? On top of everything else, you do for the GT.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do some other things, um, but you know, a lot of my time is. I
1: yeah. Uh, I do do a lot of other
0: things. Let's be honest. <laughs> you do. Yeah,
1: I do. But so, let's back up. Where did you start when it came to Age of Sigmar?
0: Okay, so let's see here. I've been a 40K player forever.
1: Yeah, I, I can see that. I
0: started that <laughs> when I was uh, like 15. Okay. Or like right when it came out. All right. All right. Uh, I
1: was. You're old school.
0: I'm old school. I was hanging out with my cousin on summer vacation. And he's like, man, this awesome new game came out. You need to check this out. When do you go home? I'm like, okay. And so I did. And I've basically been hooked ever since.
1: All right. So were you um, well, a were you a bigger fan of fantasy back then? Still? Oh yeah. Or, okay. Wait so it's a always which been. Which is okay. which is
0: what's really <laughs> weird, right? Is that <laughs> yeah? Um, for whatever reason, uh, well, it's because while 40k is sci-fi, it's kind of like fantasy sci-fi. Oh yeah. You know, it's not it's not pure sci-fi by any means. No. I mean, you got swords and shields <laughs> on top of the gun and magic. And stuff like, oh, and, yeah, oh yeah. Right. It, it's it definitely has a. a a serious, I mean, all the buildings are gothic looking. I mean, oh, it's super, yeah. it's a super fantasy feel to the science fiction. Yes. Um, But like, as far as like reading of novels, I mean, hardcore like
1: Dragonlance, yeah. you know, Dungeons and Dragons, huge <laughs> yep. d
0: d player in high school, junior high. Oh yeah. Um, That kind of thing. And, and fantasy was, you know, still is my preferred direction. My, my preferred not real realm. Okay. Right? I mean, I, sure. I like some sci-fi okay. Oh, yeah. But I'm into fantasy. It's seriously you know? into fantasy. Right. I mean, Game of Thrones, oh, Lord, yeah. Lord of the Rings, you know, the whole nine. Um. And when I was an outrider for Games Workshop yep. in the earlier 2000s, I did get into Warhammer Fantasy Battle. Okay. Uh, And not seriously by any means... But I felt compelled to learn the system enough to show people
1: the game. to show it off. Yeah.
0: So I had acquired a couple of armies. Okay. Um, painted some, not whole armies. You know, just some <laughs> units here and there. I had the demo. Ver- just enough to show demo it off. Box yep. shown off, but plus some other stuff on top of that. Yeah. Models that appealed to me. Uh, but I was painting at, like, some ridiculous level of quality and ended up, like, getting, like, you know, 10 models painted, you know, before. <laughs> kind of
1: hard to do that in a rake and plank.
0: Right, big time. But they looked awesome. Um, and then the Outrider program ended, and I didn't really have any friends that were playing Warhammer Fantasy Battle. All okay. my friends were in the 40K community. sure. So I that just kind of fell to the wayside, and eventually I just sold those off. Okay. As I was removed from the game. Sure. And then, whatever, five years ago, or however long it's been now, maybe even six years ago. I think it's six. Yeah, six. Uh, Age of Sigmar dropped. Yep. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of interesting, you know, and kind of was looking at what they were doing with it. Um, You know, the box set came out, and my friend Jeremy and I looked at it, and he's a, a kind of a chaos dude, and I'm... If you look at my 40k stuff, I'm all Imperium all the yes, time. Yes, you are I a lot of Imperium stuff. Uh, so it's okay. I can play the you know the equivalent of the Imperium yep. you know for Age of Sigmar. And so I took the Stormcast half of the box, and he took the the Corn half of the box. Cast okay. Half. And then you know we dabbled a little bit, you know. Sure. And then uh, I played a couple of games with some people at the local game store, and the game had no. Points. There was no point scale when it first came out.
1: Yeah, the the general's handbook came out. What? It was almost a full year. year. Yeah, not almost a full year. It was a full year afterwards. And so,
0: you know, I tried the game out, and they were trying to use like this: play what you have. Total. No, no, no. That's what the company wants you to do. But the (laughs) local community was doing like this weird total wounds.
1: Oh, system.
0: Okay. okay. Like, okay, we're, we're going to play 30 wounds. So bring 30 wounds models and not 30 wounds models, and, and then we'll play. You know, I'm like, okay, you know, and try it. And it's like, oh, well, your 30 wounds is way better than my 30 wounds. Uh, yeah. And, you know, it just it just, in no way equated to a balanced game. Okay. And it just turned me off. Sure. Right there. <laughs> yeah. I, I was just, all right, this just, this isn't where I need it to be for me. Yeah. So... My buddy JT and I, we both just walked away at that point. Okay. Know, and we both kept our models, you know, but it just went on the shelf and kind of forgot about it. <laughs> well, then uh, the next year, the General's Handbook came out, and we looked at that. We go, oh, yep. well, now this is starting to be interesting again because okay. now we okay. have yep. structure, you know. And we're a competitive group of gamers in this area.
1: No, and,
0: uh, yeah, It happens a what? Bit, You know. <laughs> but... You know, we come from 40K tournament play points. Oh, you yeah. Try, trying. I know they fail, but they try to have a balanced game. Yeah. Um, and so as soon as they added that to Age of Sigmar, then all of a sudden now we have something that we can look at and say, okay, well, they have some really cool models yep. for Age of Sigmar. Um, and in a lot of ways, a lot cooler than what they're putting out for 40K at that time. Not all. But yeah, lot. but
1: I can't argue some of those models looked amazing when they came out. They do. They, right. I mean, yeah, I was
0: and, and this not is the one time with like uh the Ether just coming out, yep. like you know, the tree folk if you're not into uh, yeah. Age of Sigmar, you know, you have like a lot of you know, small tree folk and big tree folk and crazy elf queens on huge beetles <laughs> and you know, all kinds of stuff. It was super neat looking, yep. you know, and, and that's yeah. one of the new releases, you know, that was out at that time and we're going, wow, this is really, really neat. And so uh, we started dabbling, you know, and then if you know anything about my group of friends,
2: uh, what starts
0: (laughs) off as your fun,
2: chill game uh,
0: always quickly escalates into something competitive. All right. right. You know, so then it goes from a, a, you know, dabbling good time to an arms race, you know. Oh, yeah. That's what always happens. Sure. Um, And so the arms race began and, you know, we kept you know, finding better and better units and combos and <laughs> army lists and everything like that. And then uh, it just involved into a competitive game for us, you know, and okay. uh, that following uh, Adepticon, uh, I I was doing some other things, but my buddy JT went and he won the 2,500 point event.
1: Oh, wow. All so, right.
0: You know, he, he won that event and then, uh, the next year, we're like, all right, we're all going to go play that, you know. And then I came in second in the Age H Sigmar event that year. I was undefeated, missed him by two points. Wanted one more round. I think I could have had him, you know, but we'll never know. But, yeah, you know, and so it just kind of became a thing where we started going and competing in these events. And, you know, it's just something we like to do.
1: Sure. Now, so did you run – Tournament at events prior to the Michigan GT for Age of Sigmar. For Age of Sigmar, no, but you did run other a I've, little bit of everything. I, I,
0: I've been running forty k events in the Lansing area since
1: nineteen ninety eight. All right, so obviously you have plenty so,
0: somewhere in that range. Yeah, I'm I'm a long established
1: to to in, right. in in this region. So what what was it that made you bring Age of Sigmar to the GT?
0: Right. So with the GT, of course, it started out as a 40K thing. Oh, yeah, of course. Right, And then uh, we we started, like, in year three, I think, we started slow, slowly adding some other game systems. Yes, yeah. You know, and then as Age of Sigmar, the General's Handbook and stuff came out, they yep. were like, oh, maybe we need to incorporate this into the GT. Right. You know, this is the scene's slowly growing. Yeah. You know, just start to get some interest in that kind of thing. Uh, we reached out to one of the... Um, the big names down in the Detroit area, and he volunteered to run our first event. Oh, so right on. So we brought him on board. Okay. Brad Schwant, nice guy, well-known, and very well-known in the Warhammer community. Okay. you know he was a, He's a play tester for Age of Sigmar. Oh, perfect. Um, <laughs> he was huge in the Warhammer fantasy battle scene befo- okay. before um, Age of Sigmar came out. Yeah. Uh, they used to have an amazing uh, kind of, I don't know if you really want to call it a club, but a group of gamers will say, uh, called the uh, what was the great Lake Great Lakes Warhammer Club.
1: I've heard about them
0: and they had this really <clears throat> awesome thing uh, it was I think started by or at least not if it not started then ran forever by a guy by the name of Brian Fulcarelli. okay really nice guy uh, great ambassador for the game system. not sure quite what has happened to him um, but for the longest time he ran the Great Lakes Warhammer League and um, yeah league not club. Great Lakes Warhammer League. And so he created this league where you'd have regional divisions. Yep. And all you had to do to create a division was to get 6 or 8 players in your region Area. and yeah. then he would create a region, you know, for your for your local group and then everyone would play at the same time. All these different regions and sure. you just kind of do a round robin in your region. Oh, okay. And then what he would do then is then the winner of each region gets together and then they have a championship event. <laughs> nice. Which is really cool. You know? yeah. So I mean, he ended up I mean, there's hundreds of people playing in this league. You this know, at was the same all time. All
1: before Facebook.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> we're talking email groups, Yahoo yep. groups, you know. Um and it was super cool. Anyway, Brian for whatever reason stepped away from the game and Brad kinda took over okay. in Brian's footsteps. And he carried the league on for a little while, and or maybe for a long while. I don't know the exact time yeah. frame. Um, and then he kind of just rolled right into Age of Sigmar following the Warhammer Fantasy Battle sure. thing. Uh, so, yeah. So he ran it for the first year. I think it was just the first year. Uh, and then my good friend Jeremy Tucker took it over for year two. Uh, and then and maybe you're 3. He might have done it for 2 years in a row. I can't remember. One or two years. Uh and then when he was he didn't really want to do it anymore. He'd rather play. Sure. So I decided since that's where my, most of my gaming time was going at that point. Yeah. Uh I as I got more and more into Age of Sigmar, I started playing less and less 40K. Sure. Um So at that point, I just decided I'll just take it over. All and right. you know, if you want it done right, you gotta do it yourself, right? And that's <laughs> generally how it goes. Sure. Uh so that first year, well, I had gotten someone lined up to run it. Okay. Uh that the first year I ran it. I, I had it all lined <laughs> up. And then I was also running the horse heresy event. And my plan was was to kind of just run the horse heresy event and then just kinda help out with this sure. new guy. Sure. You know, so I had the setup where it was right next to each other at the event so I could kind of bounce back and forth. Yeah. And then he didn't show up. On the day of the event, so you ran both. Uh, Well, actually, what I ended (laughs) up doing because our 30k, the Horse Heresy scene, is so freaking amazing, and those guys are so mature, and it's such a narrative event, yeah, that it wasn't a huge deal if they didn't have a quote unquote to because they're just they're 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 telling a story. They're not they're not competing necessarily. You know, they're playing to win, but you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, there, there's a difference when you're in that story mode, whether you're playing to oh, yeah. win or not, Right, but you're far, telling that far story. It's far more
0: about the story than yeah. it is about winning the games. Yep, exactly. Uh, so I was kind of able to say, you know, hey, guys, can you kind of just manage this? And they're like, yeah, no problem. Go do go do what you got to do. You know? Yep. And so I, I just jumped over, ran Age of Sigmar, and now I've run it for three years in a row.
1: What's your favorite part about running Age of Sigmar?
0: The favorite part about running the event, I think, is looking at the players' faces as they see the tables.
1: It it's kind of like a running theme now for the entirety of our podcast, right. so far as the scenery that you do for your tables. Because well, yeah, it's it's a thing because right? it's amazing. Yeah, thank you. Um, and it's <clears throat> it is such an eye opener for anybody playing a different game. Yeah, it really it is. really is. Yeah, it, re- it really is. Yeah. Uh,
0: I, I overhear people all the time you know, talking about how much cooler this looks than what they're doing. And that oh, yeah. And, and, you know, sorry for the guys playing the other events, but you can always over and play Sigmar. Well, that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I I have put a lot of my heart and soul into the event.
1: You can tell just yeah. by the way it's and, ran.
0: Yeah, I definitely try to put out the best event that I possibly can. I try to run it with the utmost integrity. Um, sometimes things happen. Well, sure. Uh, but if if they happen, it's not by any design <laughs> of mine. You know, it's you know strictly coincidence and unfortunate happenings. Yeah. If something doesn't go smooth.
1: So, what was the best part of twenty one?
0: The best part of twenty one was selling the event out. That was yeah. A, that was really really cool. <laughs> and, and not only do we sell it out, but we we even oversold it uh in in the sense that we added slots. Yeah. So we originally my original goal was to get to 64, which we hit and then we got to 80.
1: That that's so awesome.
0: Which yeah, thank you. It is it is <laughs> awesome, I agree. <laughs> I'm very excited. Um I think I can I can do 100 this year. Yeah. I I can put up 50 tables and they're not going to be 50 tables to my standard. Um But over half will be to my standard. And then the other half are just going to kind of be... You just got to put up with it until we can get enough other terrain built and painted. And, you know, with the level of of terrain that I want to put on all the tables, it's just something that I can't do more than probably 10 a year. Sure. Um, And I don't even do the 10 a year. You know, I have a crew that works on them.
1: Set it Uh, out. Right.
0: And there's just only so many hours. We're all working parents.
1: Yep. Uh, So... (laughs) Funny uh, how that works, yeah, right? It definitely, <laughs> and,
0: and also have other hobbies that we want to do too, oh, yeah. right? You know, this is this isn't the only thing, yeah, that's in our lives. Uh, so yeah, so my goal is to add ten new tables this year. Right. Uh, I think I have five printed out
1: already. Any other big spots for twenty two GT for age? What do you mean by big spots? Like anything else big other than the adding more tables?
0: No, I don't think so this year. Um, not unless someone has a cool idea that they want to reach out to me and, and talk about. Uh, right. I'm, I'm definitely open to other things. Um, as far as what we got going on, our biggest restriction is manpower at this time. Yeah. Um, if we're going to grow any more than where we already are, we need more people. To more volunteer. people. Yeah. Uh, you know, so if any of our listeners out there are, are interested in uh, participating in more of a behind the scenes, or you know, running events, or even helping to run events, you know, if maybe if you know competing at a high level isn't your thing, and you'd rather just you know be a part of the event, and yeah. part of the team. And there's a lot of people like that out there. You know, we'd love to have you. You know, just shoot me an email. You can you can reach us at um, podcast at michigangt.com. There it is. You know, just throw me an email, and we can start the conversation. That's awesome. Uh, you know, if I can find the right people, you know, I wouldn't mind, you know, seeing, like, a narrative event. Oh, yeah. You know, jump in. I think that would be really cool. I think it would be up certain people's alley. You know, people who, you know, aren't trying to bring – you know, the death machine to, to the table, you know, they're, they're more looking
1: by that couple sets of models that specifically because they wanted to tell a story with it for their own table. Yep.
0: Exactly true. Um, but even that would take, you know, a pretty big investment oh, yeah. in, in time and energy and, uh, you
1: know, manpower, manpower,
0: <laughs> you know, cause I mean, if you're running a narrative event, you got to tell a story, Yep, you, so you, you, you got to come up with the yeah, story. Yeah, you got to come up with the story, you know, and part yeah. of that is having a cool table that looks like the oh, story, yeah. you know. Um, like I so said, we're open to it, but.
1: We just need people.
0: Right. And my time is far better spent
1: you know, running, yes.
0: running the 80-person event rather than the 16-person yeah. narrative event. Yeah, definitely. Uh, not that that wouldn't be cool to run. Oh, sure. Right, but just not a, a, a good allocation of, of my time.
1: Not to mention all your time prior to that. <laughs> yeah. Exactly true. Well, thank you for giving us a little in delve into oh, Age of Sigmar. No problem. And um, hey, if
0: uh, if you're listening out there, give Age of Sigmar a try if you don't play already. If you're I mean, a 40k player, who's maybe a little uh, disenchanted with you know the massive number <laughs> of army books and uh, the, the the eight thousand pages of documents you need to bring to yeah. every game. You know, come over and try something that's uh, a little more streamlined. It's a good time.
1: And eventually, we're going to get a game in.
0: Yeah, yeah, we will. (laughs) Sooner than later. Yes. Yeah, we'll make it happen.
1: For sure. Probably won't take me away from some of my stuff, but I definitely want to learn the game.
0: Okay. Well, I'd love to
1: teach you. That
0: works. We'll have a good time. For sure. Well, thanks, Rick. Yep. Uh, Cool. All right. We'll be back for some hobby time. Hang on.
2: TBD Hobbies is a professional commissioned miniature painting service located in Lansing, Michigan. We offer our clients a personal and friendly service from start to finish with the highest professionalism possible. Whether it be one model or an entire army, we dedicate ourselves on giving you a completed project you'd be proud to put on the table. Our commitment to you is providing excellent communication and diligence to your project and making sure it is completed on a timely manner. We wish to be helpful and aid you in choosing in a paint and basing scheme that not only follows what you're looking for, but is also eye-catching to fellow hobbyists. We pride ourselves in our attention to detail, as well as an extremely high-quality paint job. The models we paint use different techniques, from airbrushing to hand painting, wet blending to washes, and oils to pigments. No technique is out of the realm of our skills. TBD Hobbies also streams on Twitch, thus giving our clients as well as fellow gamers a front-row seat in watching projects come to life, we help people from beginners to veterans by walking through and showing different painting techniques, helping advance everyone's painting skills. There is no project that we are unable to complete for you. You can find us on facebook.com slash tbdhobbies or twitch.tv slash tbdhobbies.
1: Hey, Rick. Yes? What time is it? It's, it's hobby time. time. Yes. <laughs> Love hobby time.
0: I try to do hobby time every day.
1: Yes. Uh, it, it's if good. you can at least get half an hour of something done a day, oh yeah, you're gonna keep your momentum going. Right,
0: run. I shoot for an hour a day at least. Well, that, that's yeah. my goal. I don't hit it every day. Sure, but I bet you, I, if I'm if I'm in my if I'm in my um, in the zone, my zone, I'm hitting it five days a week.
1: Yeah, and
0: I'm a better person <laughs> for
1: it. Oh, definitely.
0: If you know what I mean, you know you're not just staring at the television. You know it's uh...
1: it's the it's the making your bed in the morning habit. Right there, you go. That's what that's what doing our hobby. Sure. For a specific amount of time every day. Yeah. It, it creates that routine, and it also gives you a break from reality. Right. A break from your job. Right. A Break from all of the chaos going on around, yes. and just focuses you on something so you relax. Completely
0: agree. <laughs> Completely agree. And like I said, I think we're uh, we're happier guys for it.
1: Oh, yeah. For sure. Now, I'm sure, like, both of us kind of, the Christmas and injuries well, and yeah, things yeah, have yeah, kind of yeah. changed things for December us. December
0: was not a good hobby month for me. <laughs> I readily admit, uh, but starting with a New Year's weekend, I was able to get back on the horse. All with, right. My, my foot was starting feeling well enough where I can get back to my hobby desk. And uh, the last 10 days, I've been on a roll. All right. Yeah. I, uh, I finished my Conquest Woodroon Slingers. And they look amazing. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, I got them done. And then I also got the uh, Predator model finished. Yep. So my goal for this year was 200 finished models. I have 13 done. Checkmark. Checkmark. Right. <laughs> I, am, I am almost 7% finished.
1: <laughs>
0: and it feels good. Yeah. You know, seven more models will be ten percent finished.
1: Yep. So what else did you guys do over the cast three, four weeks? Oh
0: man, uh not much. Not much. No. Like I said, with with having COVID in the house and having the broken foot. Um, I've been watching a crap ton of Forged and Fire.
1: I love that show. show so good. <laughs> it's so fun it's to so watch. Good. Yep.
0: Yeah. Um yeah. we we'll, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. I, I absolutely love this show. I always have. I, oh, yeah. Always have. And yep. then just to sit here for days on end watching it, you know, hour after hour after hour. And, yeah.
1: it, it's funny how that, yeah, because yeah, it's, I used to watch that show, re- show religiously. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> it, it's fantastic. And it, it is not time wasted. It's actually educational.
1: Oh, it's very, like, right. it, it's fun because they'll be overdoing something and they pop up those little...
0: Little factoids.
1: Little factoids right. about it. And they're talking about, well, why is he doing that? Right. And it's like, oh. Okay. That's pretty interesting. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, it's it's a super good show. Uh, I also watched a bunch of the last because I was two seasons behind on the show Alone. Okay, on the, history, on the History Channel. I don't know if you've ever seen that. I have
1: not seen that one.
0: Very good. It's a very good show. It's a uh, also a com- competition show. All right. And they take uh, ten people, and they drop them off in the middle of nowhere, uh, separated. So okay. So they're about five miles each from each other, and they film themselves. So there's no camera crew or anything.
1: So and, they really are actually oh yeah. alone. And
0: uh, like one of the episodes, they were uh, north of the Arctic Circle. They drop them off in uh, like mid-September. <laughs> and it's and cold up there. It's cold. And they, <laughs> and they say, uh, okay, uh, you're now dropped off. And uh, the last one to tap out wins. wins. And they walk right away on. half a million dollars. It's It's a pretty legit competition. <laughs> and to watch what these people do, it's... Pretty freaking amazing, right? Like these guys can they get to bring like 10 items with them, you know? They can, yeah, choose from a list. Yep. Uh, almost everyone brings a bow and arrow. Sure. Uh, a lot of people will bring flint and steel, you know, that kind of thing. That's a smart thing, right? Man. You know, and then fishing nets or fishing poles or whatever, yeah. you, you know, the typical 10 things that one would oh, think yeah. to bring, the survival stuff, right? And uh, you watch people starve to themselves, and <laughs> 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 because no one's able to. Catch nearly enough food to sustain themselves over a long period pretty of time. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty wild. Right but yeah, on. so yeah, I watched the last two
1: seasons of that too. Well, there you go. Well, I did I did do some uh, new watching. Oh, yeah? Um, What'd you catch? So for the, well, not new for me, uh, for New Year's, I ended up, a couple days before New Year's, I was randomly flipping through channels and The Hobbit was on.
0: Oh, okay.
1: You say that, but no, no, there's I, I, more to it because- I've rewatched recently- It had nothing to do with me. Oh, okay. It was the fact that my daughter came in and sat down. Oh. And she's like, well, what's this? So we started talking about it. Really? She loves horror. She's just now getting into fantasy.
0: Okay. A little slow, a little late to the party. Yeah.
1: I'm all right with that. Uh Uh-huh. So New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, the day after... And then that following Monday, uh-huh. we watched all six.
0: Okay. So you, you got her to the real movie. Yes. Right. Oh, definitely. I mean, the Hobbit movies are hot garbage. Uh, they're yeah. bad. I, no, they're bad. Yeah. No. You I, know, I rewatched them when I was uh, painting trophies for the GT. Yeah. You know, just my my wife was out of town. Yep. Um, I had a couple nights and I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I've only seen these once. I'm going to give them a re-watch. Try it again. Yeah. I'm going to try it again. And I finished. I said, they're. Every bit as bad as I remember. <laughs> These are horrible. Uh, the Lord of the Rings movies are a work of art.
1: Two Towers they was her are favorite.
0: They are classics. Um, they are all three fantastic movies. Yes. And what they did to The Hobbit was just yeah. a crime. <laughs> just a crime. Um, but, Peter Jackson should be ashamed to have put his name on those. Because they are hot garbage.
1: Yeah. Well, but...
0: I'm glad you introduced her to them. Yeah. And hopefully you watched those before you watched The Lord of the Rings.
1: Yes, we watched them in order. You went in the
0: correct order. So (laughs) now she doesn't have to ever watch them again. She can check that box.
1: Uh, Uh, But she definitely, uh, Two Towers was her favorite. Two Towers. Which is is probably the best of them. It's probably the best. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. uh, I'd go probably Two Towers, Return of the King, Fellowship
1: of the Ring. Yeah, that's a good order.
0: While the first time you watched The Fellowship, the first hour is fantastical and amazing. Yeah. After the first time you've seen it, I can skip that first hour. Yeah. You know, the whole prant- <laughs> prancing through, you know, the Shire and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah.
1: meeting up and. Yeah,
0: the fireworks show. Again, creating up. Yeah. the fellowship. Again, yeah. the first time you see it, amazing it's and fantastical. A part of it. yeah. It's yeah. great. But when I rewatch, I don't need to see that over and over again. <laughs> so get me to the meat and the potatoes, man.
1: Yep. I, I don't need the fluff. Uh, so. Part of watching that was myself doing some research and reading because I got uh Aligu Saturn for Christmas. Oh,
0: Merry um, Christmas! Thanks to Rick. a couple
1: calls. Okay, uh, and it has pretty much been nonstop.
0: You've been just cranking it out. Um,
1: all kinds of random things just to see quality sure. and see what it can do. Are you happy with? Oh, I'm super ecstatic. Right. I don't think my so wife is.
0: For our <laughs> listeners, yes. So. How do you pronounce that? Elagoo. Elagoo. Okay, yeah. Uh They're a company that makes 3D, 3D resi- printers. 3D yep. printers, and this one, the Saturn in particular, is a resin printer. Yes, it is a and resin printer. Big, and it's this is their big model.
1: It's their biggest model that's out right now. Right.
0: They have a new one coming the, soon that's yeah, like the Jupiter or something The Jupiter like that. is yeah.
1: coming out, and it's bigger. But of course. Yeah, this is... But it's a pretty big build I mean, plate. This is a big build plate, and right. um, so... I had the Mars, I had the original Mars, uh-huh. which was a really small build plate. Right. To go from my so would the, FDM would the Mercury
0: be just like a really tiny build plate?
1: Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> really tiny. Yeah, tiny, tiny. Uh, and it, and it was fun to learn on that. Yeah. And I could get a couple models at a time and sure. everything, but. So I did. A- and
0: that's a 2K printer, right? Yes. Okay. So that's equivalent to the Anycubic, yeah.
1: whatever I was using. Your, yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're pretty pretty much the same. They're kind of, yeah. yeah. They're,
0: they're like direct competitors, kind of yep. the same price point. Yep. Uh, same basic quality. Uh, yeah. You know, some minor differences between the two, but generally pretty much the, pretty same, much thing. the
1: same thing. Yeah. So right? now Both we're in the same probably. Probably. <laughs> Yeah. 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 And, yeah, so the Saturn is much bigger. Yeah. Uh, Having
0: that big bill plate is really cool, isn't it?
1: Oh, man. Yeah. Um, Like, I even went as far as to see what it looked like with scenery. All right. Um, Obviously, it's a lot more expensive than my FDM. Yeah, I ching (laughs)
0: Ching, 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 ching.
1: But it was insane to see the detail. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, Um, yeah, I'm
0: sure we lose a lot of the detail on the FDM printers as they print out. I know for a
1: fact. But it, w- it was just cool to experiment you know, with it.
0: I could totally see doing it for like my your own personal, personal yeah. elite table that I'm building yep. that I'm going to game on for years and years and years. I could see doing that. Yeah. Uh, but the other thing is is you really have to have a model that's quite broken down. Yeah. Just because even though the Saturn is a big build plate compared to an FDM printer, it's still not big. I, no, it's not. <laughs> was it? It's about maybe half. Yeah, of, of your of your yeah, FDM. it's about
1: yeah, it's about a half of the size right. of Right,
0: which is still again for the it's, resin printer for a resin printer that's it's huge, big, <laughs> but as far as an FDM printer is concerned, not big at all.
1: But uh, I, the thing that really caught me off was um, so one of the patreons I do is uh, Asgard Rising. Mm-hmm. Um, it's where I'm getting a lot of my scenery that I'm going to use Viking for Viking stuff. Yeah, right. My In, Nords, the
0: Norse theme,
1: very Norse themed, and they're. The latest monthly Patreon was bandits and uh just some regular foot soldiers. Right. I printed the entire Patreon on one build plate. Wow. Fifteen models.
0: Oh, so, okay. so not huge, yeah, but you not know. huge, but yeah. with no. all of
1: their extras. Did you
0: did you scale them up at all or just kind of not the, these ones? Kind of the base, the base the, print.
1: these were base prints. I just wanted to see what I could do. Sure. On. And it blew my mind that I could do that much in three and a half hours.
0: Oh, isn't that crazy? I was like, what?
1: (laughs) Are you printing
0: at 100% um, lamp brightness or whatever? You're not. What are you printing at?
1: Oh, God. I don't remember remember what my settings are. Mine's set like
0: 80%. Yeah,
1: I think mine's a little bit higher than they like 85 85 or something. Yeah, something like that. But yeah, I'm not printing at the highest. It's kind of...
0: some of the the setting things you got to tweak on these things. As is as you pretty, go, pretty yeah. crazy. You know, you wouldn't think that you'd have to like fine tune it that much, uh, but you there's really a lot do. of there's a lot of tuning that goes into <laughs> these things for sure. Um, so, you had the Mars, yep, and now you have the Saturn. Yes. For anyone out there who's thinking about getting into three D printing, now <sighs> at full at full retail price, you're looking at probably about. $400 more for the Saturn yeah. than you're looking at for the yeah. Mars. So you're talking about at, at retail, you can pick up the Mars for about 100 bucks.
1: Yep. You can get the Mars right now from anywhere from $99 to 100 And I think the highest I've seen it right now is $130. Right, right, 100 bucks. But yeah.
0: And the Saturn basically goes for 5
1: Yep. Okay.
0: $400 is a lot of difference.
1: It is. And we're talking
0: about five times as much. Yep. But for that $400 more... Dollars, you're gaining the ability to print four times as much on on the bill. Four times as
1: much, right? In a, at and, a faster and speed. Even
0: more important than quantity,
1: the quality. Four,
0: not only that, but you can print something four times larger.
1: Yes. Right. You can print all of those giants yeah. and dragons right. and stuff that you see in those Patreon. It's like, right. oh, I on, just have a on, Mars. On I the actual
0: Mars, you're very restricted as you're far very. as what you can print. Yeah. And not to mention, even if you are able to print off the giant, for example, yep. you're not printing it in one go. You're printing <laughs> it in ten yep. goes. <laughs> I'm not kidding.
1: I yeah. You know,
0: it, it's it's a lot of print. So you know, you're you're having to fire it off. Okay, wait six hours. All right, take that piece off. Put the next piece on. Six more hours. Okay, yeah. you got two
1: pieces. You know, and repeat ten times. Yeah, over and over and over until you have that finish right. model. And then
0: yep. one of the great things about the Saturn, right, is that so now you got the much larger bill print plate. So instead of doing ten prints, you're probably doing two. Yeah, maybe one if you can get if, if you can you arrange get everything things pos- possibly arranged correctly. But let's be conservative and say two. Yeah, and then because it's four K instead of two K, which is the resolution. <laughs> yeah. So you're going to get a much higher detailed print on top of that. And then the other amazing thing is that it's got a more powerful LED light in there. So with the higher clarity, you're able to print at a faster speed. Yeah. So you're turning a six-hour print into a three-hour print because it's It's, really about twice as fast.
1: Yeah, it's ridiculous. Right.
0: So in the time that you were spending to print one out of 10 pieces... (laughs) <clears throat> of the giant on your mars you are now printing the entire 10 pieces
1: in the same on amount the Saturn time. in
0: the same amount of time
1: yeah i so and it's a tough call like if you're gonna go out there and you're gonna buy one right um i Just, was able to open up the saturn and go right into it yeah like i didn't have a misprint I no didn't have but a you fail. have
0: experience playing around with
1: but playing with the Mars gave me that experience right. to be able to right, right. go. Okay, cool. Yeah, I got this for sure. Um, I did the same thing. Yeah, the the struggle between having a Mars or the photon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not having those right. and jumping right into a Saturn is it can be overwhelming.
0: There'd be a learning curve for sure. Yeah. Um. And the one thing that I, and I got lucky that a buddy of mine had the photon. He wasn't using it. Oh, okay. So he just said, "Here, just take this. Use it." And give it, back, it, give it back someday yeah. when I need it. I'll, <laughs> I'll get it back from you. It's still sitting in my room. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and what that did for me is it allowed me to recognize the fact that I did have a use for it. Yeah. Because prior to that, I really wasn't intrigued. Oh. You know, okay. I, I got my FDMs. Yep. I buy my miniatures. You know, I play Age of Sigmar mostly. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna want the Age of Sigmar models anyway. I don't really have a ton of use for this. Um, you know, I, I, back these Kickstarters that have terrain and models, both. I just take yep. the terrain files and I, I keep the on <laughs> files, but I never look at them kind of yeah. thing, you know? Yeah. Um, So I, I just was like, eh, whatever, you know, no big sure. deal. But then as I got it, then I'm like, oh, well, there are some things I could do with this. You know, I can, yep. I can print bases, you know, and, uh, yeah. and, and I'm a kind of person that I'll go out and buy secret weapon miniature bases for my whole army yeah you know I, i've done that for numerous armies you know because i want something that's going to look different and look unique and i just don't want to put flock
1: yeah on a the, base yeah. and have it just
0: look generic you know i yep. want trenches or i want cobblestone roads or this or that or you know whatever the theme i'm looking oh, yeah, for sure. i'm looking for a specific theme to make my army stand out yep and then as i'm looking at some of these kickstars and that kind of thing i'm like Oh, that's really cool. I, and yeah. I can back this Kickstarter for $20, and I get
1: all of 20 these. themes <laughs> for my bases? Yeah.
0: Uh, yes, please.
1: Please, you know, more. And,
0: <laughs> and, you know, and, and then not only that, but what it's also allowed me to do is not only do I print off my own bases now, but I print out bases for about my entire gaming group. You know, it's <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I need 60 bases for this army. I'm like, all right, I'll have it for you next week. You all know, yeah. Pretty much. You know, pay me for the resin and you know, a couple of bucks extra and we're good. Yeah. You know, and I crank them out and they're happy and, yeah, you know, covers, covers my resin and they,
1: yep, all good. That's exactly how it works. And they, one of my first big prints was a giant for Brian for nice. his uh, one of his Kings of War armies. Oh, I bet he really liked that. Uh, he picks it up tomorrow. Oh.
0: <laughs> so he hasn't looked at it yet. Very cool. He's
1: seen a picture of it, but not held it and realized how big it is right
0: well yeah Um, and one of the fun things about uh the 3d printing is the ability to scale things yeah uh on on my uh, mono x you know as i we've talked about before i i 3d printed a ton of stuff for the gt yep and uh oh did you speaking 3D printing. Did you happen to see uh, Demons Volume 2 came out from Archvillain?
1: Yes.
0: There's some couple of cool models in there. There's
1: some gorgeous Not, models in there.
0: Overall, I wouldn't rank it as good as, as Volume 1. Yep. Uh, but there are some things worth printing out in there. Yes. For sure. Definitely worth the 10 bucks.
1: <laughs> well, yeah.
0: <laughs> for sure. So, did you get anything painted?
1: No. <laughs> so sad. So, part of that is... So, I have spent... I have been building and printing. Right. Um, and I just finished, literally yesterday, I just finished priming everything that I plan on working on the next two weeks because I'm stuck and I can't go anywhere. Because of your leg. Because of my leg. So it was kind of like, okay, I want to do this, I want to do this, and I want to do this. Now
0: are you going to have the ability to have like a TV tray or something like that
1: in the um, living room? Yeah. So we sitting? have we have a sectional couch. Right. Uh, and I have a TV tray with a army painter little... Paint tray that's got 20 20 paint spots on it with the cup and the brushes. Mm -hmm. And I've got a portable light that's got a plug for it right there. And then I can put my leg up, a couple pillows, I'll be set.
0: (laughs) Nice. Well, I hope you get a ton done.
1: That's Uh, the plan. I hope your
0: leg allows you to do
1: so. Yeah. A lot of times you have these grand
0: plans and then it's just things aren't quite comfortable enough to really pull it off. But I hope it works out for
1: you. Yeah, I'm hoping it does too.
0: (laughs) Very cool. You know, I got the... Like I said, I got my slingers done. Yep, I wrapped those up last night. Stayed up till like 45, <laughs> but I wanted to have them done for this podcast. Dan. Yes, so that was my goal to get them done before we talked tonight. I accomplished that goal. Pat on my back. Um, so tonight, when I got home, my wife and I just wanted to hang out in the living room together. So I was able to start assembling some more things for conquest. <laughs> right, because up. I've had these guys on my painting desk now for like
1: yeah, you have.
0: Oh man close to two months at this point, yep. you know, cause like I said, I've been out of commission for three, four yeah. weeks in there. It really slowed me down oh, on, yeah. on these models and they weren't going fast to begin with. <laughs> they were very tedious to paint. And so, uh, I've got a couple boxes of conquest, uh, for Christmas, you know, I got yep. the apex predator, I got some Raptors and I got a couple other boxes, but I was like, all right, I can't put these together until that unit's painted. I gotta, I gotta finish that. It's funny, I
1: kind of did the same thing with well,
0: my conquest. <laughs> I gotta stay on ta- on track. Yeah, right? you know, and I I got rolling. I'm I'm in a project. I gotta finish the project before yes. I move on to the next project, or I find that things get left behind. Yeah, and I didn't want I didn't want to get left behind. I gotta get it finished. So I just focused, put my head down, just trudged forward, got through it. I'm happy with how they turned out. Uh, oh yeah, I'll put some pictures up here pretty soon. I want to get my my little. Uh, picture taken set up out my my backdrop and all that oh, shit. Yeah. I'll get it out and take some quality pictures and put it up on the right Facebook on. page. Uh so yeah so tonight I started putting the raptors together. Okay. Um I actually got oh they're probably 80% assembled already. Oh right on yeah I made some they went to get again their instructions suck. <laughs> suck <laughs> so frustrating. You know you, you get this box of three models and they give you the instructions to put one of one the of them, thre- one of the yeah. three together, and then then you have all these numbers all over all your screws, and I'm like what goes to what? I have no clue what goes to what. Yeah. Worked my way through it. Yeah. The the lizards weren't bad. Sure. They they went to, they went pretty smooth. The riders <laughs> were a pain in the butt. Uh, just to kind of figure so. out what matches up to what matches up to what and whatever. So. Yeah, so they're done. Uh, and then next I'm going to probably do the Warbred. Okay. Then the Apex Predator. And then I'm going to knock out the uh, n- another box of Braves that I got. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, then I might be able to squeeze 2,000 points on the table. Right on. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. It would. And if it's not 2,000, it's going to be close. I'll probably have to pick up one more box at the most Yeah. to get to 2,000. I'm, I'm right there. The biggest question is, do I have the right heroes to bring the units that I own? That's gonna be that's gonna be the big question.
1: Yeah, that was one of those things. Like when it came to list building, is realizing, oh wait, these guys are useless to me right right now because I don't have that guy.
0: Right, and you're not gonna know this, but I'm just gonna bring it up anyway. (laughs) So, like all of my characters that I have in my book don't exist as far as models are concerned. So there's two models correct that are characters that i cannot buy cuz they don't exist yeah. so what are you doing like a tournament or something
1: per parabellum's listing for tournaments uh-huh. you can 3d print those okay uh, because they don't have an official model for it yet
0: and then then you won't be able to use it later i yeah pretty much yeah um i That's have a shitty policy okay
1: oh, oh yeah i have 15 Unit slash characters that I can't use, right? Oh yeah, I'm because I'm, nothing I'm, is coming out for the Nords until the first semester, uh, the first first quarter, quarter of twenty three.
0: Really? Yeah. So you're you're not getting any new models this year? Nope. Wow. I don't know if I am. I didn't look at what the on is on the. Yeah, y- I didn't see what,
1: was, but yeah, yeah. I'm not getting anything new this year.
0: All right. Well, I know they're doing. The um, Old Dominion. Old Dominion, That's coming very soon now. Yes. Uh, I think they're talking February. Yeah. I want to say. Uh, That'll be
1: interesting. It will. It'll be interesting. It's not for me. No, not for me either. Which is is tough because I'm an undead player.
0: A couple of the units are very much for me. (laughs) It's just that all of them are not. Yeah. And I... It doesn't... Push my buttons enough to go in. Yeah. Now, the free cities. I I will not be able to resist. And I know that already. Yeah. (laughs) So when those come around, either next year or what fourth quarter this year or whatever, I don't know what they're talking. I don't know what they're talking. I don't know if they do two armies in a year or not. But they're the next up, and I will be all in on them. (laughs) I, oh, I won't be go. able I won't be able to resist I, I, I already know it it that is
1: what it is should
0: be cool so yeah I got a ton of assembly ahead of me yep. uh after they're all assembled then I'm gonna be painting a table for the GT perfect I will be sharing pictures of that as it gets finished uh, and then it's on to another unit of uh <laughs> right on but it won't the the assembly and the table aren't, aren't gonna be a long time <laughs> and we're talking yeah couple weeks probably i'll yeah. be i'll be done with all that in a couple weeks
1: well hopefully i'll have my warbands printed i painted that i printed right I, and so it's actually so they were printed uh for Frostgrave. uh buddy wants to check out Frostgrave, nice and he wants to do a little campaign i'm like all right so well. they're,
0: are they too small they're too small for this game
1: I, for conquest they're you, too small you'd have yeah.
0: to scale them up yeah. if, if you wanted to use
1: them i would have to scale them up and though i will be on some because so, there aren't a
0: couple that would fit to the game uh, enough that yes. you'd want to use them. Uh,
1: yeah, uh, shield maidens. Very
0: um, cool.
1: They have a whole group of shield maidens. So, as soon as the Asgard rising, is, is Asgard, there a
0: shield maiden equivalent in
1: yes? Your book? So, for the Nords, they have their they're the Valkyries, which is right on not what a Valkyrie is, right? But it's their shield maiden. Okay looking at their stats and what their weapons are mm-hmm. and they don't have flight. So, okay. It's a shield main. Right. So yes, I will have shield mains for my Nords. Cool. Yeah, definitely. Well,
0: It'll be fun. It'll
1: be fun to play against. Oh yeah. I, I
0: already 3d printed, uh, the Quaddle.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that model's not out, but it's in my yep. book. Yep. Um, and yeah, I had one in a, in a Kickstarter right back. So I'm like, I'm printing that out and yep. I'm going
1: to use it. There you go.
0: So <laughs> looking forward to it. Big monster
1: <laughs> should be fun. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. Anything else you want to add? No, that's about it for me. All right. Well, I think we're going to call this a show. All right. Well, thanks for having me over, as usual. Rick, thanks for coming, man. I really appreciate
0: (laughs) it. And again, good luck. Thank you. On the knee. Hope everything goes well. And for for all you listeners out there, we'll see you in a couple weeks.
1: Have a great night.
0: Asta.